Lord, you will speak through me. That Lord, everyone that is here will be blessed. And that the name of the Lord Jesus will be glorified. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Romans chapter 7 from verses 13 to 25. Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin, through the commandment, might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree that the law is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For it to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. And verse 21, let's read together. I find then a law that is evil present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who would deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with my mind, I serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Apologies for that. Um, but again, uh, the title of my sermon this morning is The Mind, the Tool for Liberty. Hallelujah. The Mind, the Tool for Our Liberty. And I believe from last week when we started this, or for the sake of introduction, particularly for those who today happens to be your very first time here in the place of victory. Every month, we theme our months. And again, the motivation or the intention behind this is that we believe that this is the angle that the Lord will want us to go together as a church. And so all throughout this month, we'll be looking at the subject of liberty. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And I began last week by saying that the mission of liberation has always been the desire of God for his people from the day Adam disobeyed God. Hallelujah. Because we understand that the moment Adam disobeyed God, the Bible makes us understand fully well that at that point in time, man lost his authority. Praise the name of the Lord. And so for that reason, the essence of Jesus coming to die on the cross of Calvary was that you and I may receive deliverance. Praise the name of the Lord. As a matter of fact, many churches, you have what we call a deliverance service. 
Praise God. It is not just for doing sake, but it's because these people who are coming to be delivered have identified that for some reason, just like Paul, he's saying that the things that I do not want to do, praise God, these are the things that I find myself doing. And so for that reason, he said, O wretched man, who will deliver me from my members? But we thank God that it did not end that way. Because he carried on to say that what? Jesus is the one who has delivered me. And for that reason, I serve God with my mind. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I serve God with my mind. And so we see here that even when Jesus was to be born, the Bible gave a prophetic instruction or a prophetic message saying in the book of Isaiah 61 verse 1, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And the third category is that what? To proclaim liberty to what? The captives. And the opening of the prison doors to those who are what? Bound. In other words, just like the drama illustrated here, that the moment you have an encounter with the person of Christ, the essence of, the, of that encounter is to bring you to a place of liberty. Praise God. And I think I said it here last week that the essence of liberty is not for your own agenda. Praise God. That the reason why Christ has come to set us free, as we see in the book of Exodus 8 verse 1, God was saying to Moses, he said, go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go, that they may do what? That they may serve me. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so for the sake of even having a conversation this morning, you begin to understand that we cannot even begin to talk about the idea of liberty without first and foremost touching on the subject of purpose. Praise God. Hallelujah. God was saying to Moses, go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go that they may do what? Serve me. Not to do what they want. Praise God. Not to do what their parents wanted. But to do what? To do what I want them to do. And so for that reason, you understand that you were created from the beginning to do God's bidding and not vice versa. Am I making sense? The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 45 verse 9, I believe, it says, Woe to him who is what? At war with his maker. It says, For shall the clay tell the potter, What are you doing? Praise God. That shall the clay tell the potter, What are you doing? This message is so important. Because many a times we run our lives as if we are here for our own agenda and not for God. Am I making sense? Because you realize that the reason why there is breath in your lungs is not to do what you want to do, but to do what he who has sent you here to do. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I, I will often say that frustration or pain is a proof of misalignment. When you look at your life, when you are frustrated or when you begin to i mean let's give a good example for someone who their bone is disjointed before the disjointment happened you had no pain but the moment your kneecap missed alignment with where it was supposed to be it began to feel painful 
And so you understand that in life, the essence of frustration is to point to you that perhaps you are not doing what God has called you to do. Praise the name of the Lord. Because when you are walking in destiny or walking in the alignment with God's agenda, the result of it should be what? Fulfillment. Praise the name of the Lord. And this is relevant for our lives if we are going to start looking at the aspect of liberation. Because you see, the essence of liberation, like I said here, is that what the primary essence of liberation is that we will do what God has called us to do here on the earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so here, dictionary tells us that liberation is the state of being free. Rather than being in confinement or under any physical restraint. Or the action of setting someone free from imprisonment, slavery, or oppression. In other words, you are bringing them to a place of release. I mean, when you look through scripture, it is littered with liberation. The Bible says that Peter, that Herod saw that when he killed the brother James, he pleased the Jews. He took Peter. And put him in prison with the mind of killing him. But the Bible said that and the church began to pray. Because this is not supposed to be. And what happened? The Bible said that and God sent an angel who led Peter by the hand. And led him out into the city gates. You look at the story of Joseph. Joseph was led into captivity at 17, but the Bible says that what they came a day when the king sent for him and loosed him. Praise the name of the Lord. Everything you see in through all throughout scripture is all about God trying to make you and I understand that perhaps you find yourself in chains. It is not supposed to be. Am I making sense? And so perhaps be it in your health. Be it in your mind, be it in your, in your career, academics, whatever it may be. So long as you yourself identify that I am in chains. In other words, I'm not making progress. I think I said it here some few months ago. Stagnation is not the idea of God. I need you to etch it into your consciousness. So that whenever you find yourself not making progress. Don't say it's God trying to teach me something. Praise the name of the Lord. Because the Bible said that what the path of the just is like what? A shining light. It shines what? Brighter and brighter unto a more perfect day. So where I was, yes, I mean, take for instance, biologically you are growing. And so why shouldn't you be growing in life? Praise God. Hallelujah. When you read the book of Zechariah, it says that there were four horns that stood upon the people of Judah. No one dare lift up their head. Praise God. But yet, it said that what? The God has sent four carpenters. Again, to do what? To liberate them. And so everything about scripture is about your liberty and my liberty. And so the moment we have this understanding, just like the prodigal son, you begin to tell yourself what? It is time for me to come to my senses. That is why this sermon is titled what? The mind is your tool for liberation. Because many a times in the church, we have limited deliverance to only be what? Praying and fasting. 
Praise the name of the Lord. But you understand that what, just like what Mary told the disciples in John chapter 2. It says, whatsoever he tells you to do, do what? Do it. Because when it comes to the agenda of God, there is a role for you to play and there is a role for God to play. Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. Because this is how we begin to receive understanding about how to go about our respective lives. Praise God. And so, the sort of the mind. The mind actually is the most powerful tool given to man. And I will explain why. I said because it is with the mind that we are able to what? Bring about change and the transformation that we so desire. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 11. That the people wanted to build a tower. And the scripture says that what God himself said, these people are one. And that there is nothing that will stop them that they have what imagined to do. Praise the name of the Lord. And so first and foremost, all I need to first appreciate is the fact that what your circumstance can change. Praise God. You know, some years ago, I heard a man of God say something and he said, Every situation, with no exception, is reversible by faith. Praise God. Even death. We see that in scripture. Praise God. And so there is nothing you are going through that cannot change. Because sometimes what the devil succeeds in doing is to convince you that what? There is no help for you in God. Praise the name of the Lord. That for that reason, there is nothing that can change. Because you know, one of the things that we do as human beings is when we begin to compare notes of challenges, we try to say, is it what you're going through? Wait till you hear my own. In other words, that mine is by far bigger and more greater than your own challenge. But regardless of the matter of, of the challenge, regardless of the enormity of it, all I'm here to tell you is that what? It is possible to change. So in other words, if you are going to begin to align yourself with how God wants you and I to be liberated, you must first of all embrace the fact that what? It is possible. Praise God. It is what? Possible. You know the thing that I always say is that a man of, I live with a man of God, I said that what? There is a wisdom solution for every problem. Praise God. There is no challenge under heaven that does not have a solution. That you don't know it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Praise God. That you don't know what to do does not mean that what? It's impossible. It's a mindset. Because the moment you begin to embrace that idea, then you are open to solution. Praise God. I always give that example with the story of Hagar. The Bible said that they got into the desert and there was no water. Their water had finished. But she was crying. But the Bible says that what? And the Lord opened her eyes to a well. It is my personal conviction that that well had always been there. Praise God. But she never saw it. Why? Because perhaps in her mind she felt there is no longer a solution. And so first and foremost, when it comes to embracing the mind, you must accept that what? There is a way out. Out of this mess. Regardless of your challenge. Praise the name of the Lord. 
there is what a way out there is a way out even the woman who was caught in adultery jesus was pondering meditating rewriting her story and the moment he came to the solution he said a word and all the accusers dispersed praise the name of the lord hallelujah and so paul had a challenge here Paul here was saying that if I do what I will not to do, he's saying that it is no longer I that do it, but the sin that dwells in me. And he says, I find what a law that is evil, that evil is present within me. The one who wills to do good. For I delight, what? In the law of God, according to the inward man. But I see another law within my members warring against the law of my what my mind and bringing me into the captivity to the law of sin which is within my members he says oh wretched man who would deliver me from this so paul was saying that this challenge that i was going through that the moment God opened my eyes that I could serve him with my mind, that it is the moment I begin to serve God with my mind, then am I able to see a solution to my problem. So Paul now concluded saying, I thank God that through Jesus Christ, so then with my mind I must serve the law of God. I like how the Amplified said it. It says that thanks be to God for my deliverance through what? Jesus Christ. So then, on one hand, I myself, with my mind, serve the law of the Lord. Hallelujah. So the question is, if we are going to use our mind as a tool, then you must appreciate the fact that just as the way every part of your body has a unique function, the same happens to your mind. If your hands is used for gripping, for lifting, for molding and creating, your feet is meant to take you from one location to another. How about your mind? Praise the name of the Lord. Because one of the things that Christianity or I would say to a large extent, our spirituality has made us to be so spiritually alert but mindfully dull. Praise God. That we're no longer willing to use our minds to engage God in seeking for a solution. Praise the name of the Lord. However, we see that even those who are unbelievers, they don't even have God. But yet they use their mind. You see, I've always said that the Holy Spirit is our greatest advantage. Praise God. What differentiates Christianity from every religion? Praise God. Because if you say you want to compare... There are some similarities. When you go with those who are philosophical, I mean, the, the concept of doing good for the of humanity is, is it's appreciated all across board. But you see, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, no other one can replicate it. Why? Because it is God trying to dwell in us, to enable us to accomplish his doings and to think like him. And so I said that the mind is a gift from God and as such must be developed. Praise God. How many times do we take deliberate actions in developing this mind? Praise the name of the Lord. For example, we 
pray about, Oh Lord, deliver me from poverty. Praise God. But you see, money will not fall from heaven. At least up until today, I have not had a testimony that somebody was walking on the road and a billion pounds fell on their lap and that was how they changed their destiny. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so you understand that if you are going to be delivered, first and foremost, what? It must start here. Praise God. And like I said earlier on, number one is that what? It is possible. Praise God. It is what? Possible. It is what? Possible. I say this because, you know, someone says something that everybody's salary is determined based on the problem that they can solve. Hallelujah. Why do you think they pay the medical doctor more than the security guard? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. They both have a job. But in context, the problem that they solve are on the two ends of the spectrum. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you understand that what this mind, when it is adequately developed, praise the name of the Lord, there is no lack. Praise God. We are good. When we talk about, okay, it's time to pray, many of us will come to pray. When it's time to worship, many of us will even worship. But how often do you give time in developing your mind? Praise the name of the Lord. What books are you reading? Because you see, this world is a world that is what? A world that is determined by what? Buying and selling. If you are able to sell a solution, they would buy it at any price. But let us go back to what the scripture is saying. So how then do we serve the Lord? You see, it's only a renewed mind that can embrace truth. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'll give you an example. I was reading my Bible the other day and I was wondering, if you look at the story that was captured in the book of Luke chapter 1, the Bible says that Zachariah or Zachariah and Elizabeth and Mary went through the same thing, but they had two different results. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Zechariah, the Bible said that what? They were righteous. They obeyed God. But they were old and could not bear children. And so when angel Gabriel came and told Zechariah that nine months from today, your wife would give birth to a child, his mind was not renewed. And so for that reason, he began to question what God would do. Praise God. The same thing happened to Mary. But Mary ended that encounter with one statement. He says, be it what? Unto me. Hallelujah. Be it what? Unto me. So for many of us, the deliverance that you are actually seeking God for, if God was to tell you the solution, what would be your response? Praise God. What would be your response? Would you be among those that would say, Oh Lord, how can this thing be? So for example, I tell you that you're going to be the next prime minister of the United Kingdom. First and foremost, you will ask yourself, I'm a foreigner. Number two, I'm on student visa. Praise God. So, you are, But again, 
You see, it's only a renewed mind that will what? Understand what God... See, many at times we are focused on the how. Praise God. We are so focused on the process. But God is not asking you about the process. If God has said it, first and foremost is to what? Receive. The Bible says that with meekness, receive what? The engrafted word of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that if you are going to serve God with your mind, if you are going to embrace this liberation that God has in store for you, number one is that what? You must renew your mind. Praise God. In other words, you must be willing to abandon those age-long truths that perhaps, I don't want to call it truth because if it's true, then it should, it should stand the test of time. Those age-long ideologies that you grew up hearing, that perhaps it has formed your values for life, but perhaps it's not even helping you. Praise the name of the Lord. Because for some of us, we grew up under very strict theological backgrounds that perhaps the things that we were exposed to are not truly biblical. There is no biblical foundation to it. But we hold on to it because this is all I know. And so it must be till Jesus comes. But guess what? It's not working. Praise God. It's not working. So you must be willing to renew your mind. And he said that it is only a renewed mind that can what? Understand what God has in store for them. Praise the name of the Lord. Because there are many promises that God will tell you that you will say, Ah, you are a liar. Praise God. After all, Sarah was told the same thing and she laughed. Praise God. Because when you put two and two together, it's not three. Or it's not four. But praise God. And so here I said that, look at what the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10. Many a times we confess this scripture. The Bible says from, from the verse 9. It says, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It said, no, has even entered the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. Praise God. You see, I said it here two Sundays ago. That if you want to know God, in the curriculum of how to know God, you must first of all be willing to know God as a father first. Praise God. Because that fatherhood nature of God is critical in the things you are able to convince yourself that no matter what I'm going through, God's intention for me is good because what? He's a good father. And so here it says that what eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not even entered the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And it says in the verse 10, it says these are the things God has now revealed to us, what? By his spirit. I'm going somewhere. It says the spirit searches what all things even what the deep things of god it says for who knows a person's thoughts except what the one except their own spirit within them it says in the same way no one knows the thoughts of god except the spirit of god you see many at times we are the reasons why we are where we are Praise the name of the Lord. This is why I said that only a renewed mind will be able to understand 
Because when you pray, the essence of prayer is that the Holy Spirit would reveal to you the things that God has in store for you. Praise God. The essence of prayer, in a bid not to sound contradictory, the essence of prayer is first and foremost, is not to change the situation. It's first and foremost for God through his spirit. Because Jesus said, how be it when the spirit of truth would come, he says he would not speak of himself, but what? He would reveal to you what? The things that is intended of God from the beginning. Praise the name of the Lord. And so when you are praying, the essence of the Holy Spirit is to inform you. But you see, if your mind is not in the same line with the Holy Spirit, you are frustrating the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Am I making sense? Why? Because the essence of that is a channel. Praise God. The whole pattern of change is that I pray to God. God communicates his plan for me through his spirit. His spirit imparts on my mind what I should do. Then I do it. Then my life what is changed. Praise God. But you understand that when your mind is not willing to embrace the instruction that God is giving you, God cannot do anything. Praise God. It's almost like children of Israel. They got to the Red Sea and they were crying. God is saying, tell them, I said what? Move forward. Because it is unto you take action. The Red Sea cannot part. Praise God. Even with the, with the river of Jordan, the Bible said that unto the priests who were carrying the ark, deep their leg, it did not part. So many of us were in the Red Sea saying, oh Lord, part this Red Sea. Oh Lord, part. And God is giving you ideas. Praise God. God is imparting on you ideas of what you should do. And you are there contesting, but God, how can this thing be? You know, I heard a story of a lady, I don't know how true this is, but I heard a story of a lady who perhaps she was trusting God for financial breakthrough. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you that, that lady's story. For, for many of us who are close to me, I organize this seminar or this webinar every month um, called The Power to Dream. And there was this lady that I brought on. This is a true life story. She's a Christian. So I think her story best in lot of what I want to say. And so this lady said that every year on her birthday, she would take out time to pray. And the whole idea of praying is that, Lord, what would you have me do in this coming year? Praise God. Remember I said, frustration is a proof that you are not in alignment with what God wants you to do. Praise God. In my life, Whenever God doesn't want me to be somewhere, he makes that place uncomfortable. Praise God. Because maybe I have danced around this mountain for so long and he's telling me it's time to change level. And so in this lady's story, for, for, for many of us who are from Nigeria, maybe you've heard of the brand Orekelewa oil or whatever it is. Coconut oil and brands. And so this lady, she was praying and she went to a prayer meeting. And mind you, she was working in an oil company or an international company, a multinational company at the time. And so this lady said that she was praying. And in a prayer meeting, you know, a lady gave her a word that the Lord is saying that what? That 
he would prosper oil in your hands. Something along those lines. Remember I said only a renewed mind. Like the scripture said, that is only a renewed mind will be able to test, approve what God's will is. His good and pleasing perfect will. Praise God. And so this lady, after praying, in her mind she thought it is time for me to go and get an oil company job. Praise God. And so she changed her CV, applied everywhere, and guess what? No interview. But again, but God, you said, you said, you said. But thank God for the mercy of God. And the sister, this is why you must be willing. You cannot talk about liberation and not accept the fact that I'm not on earth to do my will. I am here to do what God wants me to do. Praise God. Whether I like it or not, I am the clay and he is what? The potter. Praise God. And so this lady's sister came and the sister was doing well. Younger sister. And you know for us, from an African context, when your younger one begins to do better than you, praise God. If you're not careful, envy will set in. Praise God. And so the sister said to her, you know, ah, big sis, you know you're very handy with your hands. I'm on this WhatsApp group that they are saying that coconut oil has so many health benefits and they're looking for who to supply. Could you help us? She said that at first she was so angry and she went to cry. That, 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 can you imagine this small girl telling me to supply coconut oil? But guess what? That was God trying to liberate her from everything she has ever wanted. Praise God. But she obeyed and she went on to do what? Start manufacturing coconut oil. From what level she has gone. And now this lady, she's a global brand. Praise God. But many people will say me, coconut oil. For what? Praise God. And so you understand. What I'm, why I'm saying this is what? She was willing to engage her mind. Praise God. Because for every challenge she encountered in that business... God would inform the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would inform her mind. But she's willing. Because her mind is renewed. This is why Paul was saying in the book of Philippians 4. Verse 8. He says, finally brethren. He says, whatsoever is lovely. Whatsoever is pure. Whatsoever is of good virtue. If there be any good on this thing. He said what? Let your minds ponder on these things. Because when you begin to do it as a practice, you are preparing your mind as a good ground for the Holy Spirit to begin to introduce thoughts to you. Am I making sense? Because you see, this liberation of a thing, God wants you to be free. Take for instance financially. Because many of us, what we have experienced here in Swansea is that many people come to Swansea with high ambitions. But however, they have a financial commitment. And so even on a Sunday, they're not able to come to church. And whenever you ask them, I understand. They say, oh, I had to go to work on a Sunday. Because at the end of the day, my school fees will not pay itself. So do you think, if you were to ask God, where would you rather have me be? In church or in work? Praise God. I'll leave you to answer that question for yourselves. Praise God.
And so you understand that God genuinely wants you to be. He said, let my people go that they may do what? Serve me. And so anything that would inhibit your service, God wants you to be free from it. But until we are willing to embrace God's idea, we will continually be in captivity and asking God for deliverance. Praise God. That it almost becomes like a habit. Oh Lord, deliver me. But he's saying what? I'm giving you the tools. Which the most important of them all is what? Your mind. You are able to think yourself out of situations. Because that is why the Holy Spirit is there. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So I look at how do I serve God with my mind? I praise God. And so here, number one, if we are going to serve God with our mind, in other words, how do I prepare my mind to begin to think things that would enable me to be free? Number one is that you must eliminate anxiety. Praise God. Whenever you are anxious about something, I beg you in the name of God, don't make any decision. I'm not a prophet, but I guarantee you, you will regret. Praise God. Anxiety is an attack from the enemy. Praise God. Because anxiety makes you double-minded. And the Bible says that what? If anyone lacks wisdom, let him what? Ask of the Lord. And let him what? Ask in faith. For anyone who does not ask in faith is like what? A double-minded person. He said, let not that person think he will receive anything from God. The devil's agenda is to make you double-minded in everything. Will it work? Will it not work? Will it work? Will it not work? If I do this, what if? If I do that, what if? But you see, when the Holy Spirit, you allow him to brood on your mind. I've come to a point in my life, by the grace of God, I say that, Lord, I'd rather do it. Knowing that I heard you and it failed, than for me to not even do anything at all and trust my own wisdom. Praise God. Because I'm at least it frees my conscience. If you ask me, I'll say, Lord, you told me to do this. If it did not work, that means maybe I heard wrong or I didn't do something right, but at least I obeyed. Hallelujah. And so, if you are going to serve God with your mind, if you are going to use your mind as a productive tool, you must be willing to what? Eliminate anxiety. In other words, anything that will make you anxious, you must deal with it. Praise God. And how do you deal with it? By what? Prayer and worship. Because you must be able to quiet yourself in a place where you are able to do what? Hear God's idea. Praise God. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 18 verse 1, it says that what? A man through what? Desire. Having separated himself. Praise God. In other words, you must bring yourself to a place or your mind to a place of isolation. Yes, that challenge. Guess what? If you don't even pray, it's still there. Praise God. Because many of us, we always think that, oh, I must do something now. Praise God. You must bring yourself to a place of isolation. That is where prayer and worship comes into play. I'm not worshipping God panicking. No. My challenge can wait for me at the door. Let me first and foremost engage with my maker. 
Because the essence of what I'm trying to do is to seek a solution to my problem. And then you must come to a place of what? Meditation. In other words, you are pondering scriptures. I always say that there is a godly solution to every human problem. There is no challenge you're going through that God does not have a solution. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 6 verse 6, talking about Jesus, it says he himself knowing what, what to do. There is always something to do in every situation. God always has an idea. I mean, there's a song that we grew up hearing. God has something to say. Praise God. God always has something to say. And finally, finally, you must be willing to take action. Praise God. You must be willing to take active steps in the light of the revelation that you have heard. Praise God. It may not make sense, but let it be that what? God, I obeyed the instruction. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because sometimes I believe in the mercy of God. Even when we, we get it wrong, just because we obeyed, God still shows us mercy. Praise the name of the Lord. There was a time when I was growing up, just to sh because I said that one of the things that really helped me in understanding God as a father was because my biological father, although not perfect, but I could see similarities. Whenever he asked me to do something, I may not have done it with the way he wanted it to be done, but just because I even did it, praise God, that's all that he wanted. He might ask me to maybe clean this thing or whatever it is. And I did. Maybe not up to his expectation. But for the fact that I just simply did it. That's all he's asking for. And he will take care of the rest. Because whether you like it or not, you must settle it within yourself. God is a good father. God is a good father. Only an irresponsible father will watch his children go through perpetual pain and do nothing about it. But many at times, we leave the blame that we are supposed to take on ourselves and point it towards God, expecting things to change. But thank God for the light that has come your way. Because through this, we are able to bring about a change in our lives that will give God the glory. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us bow our heads even as we pray. Because they see that many a times we have heard so many things. But the Bible says God was speaking to Joshua. And he says, and this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. He says you shall meditate on it day and night. It is that place where we are going to say, Lord, I submit to your will. That although it may not make sense, but Lord, I submit to your will. I am tired of running. May we not be like Jonah. God is saying, go this way. We are saying, no, I want to go that way. No. No. There was a man that was, I was in a prayer meeting a few days ago. And was saying that, Lord, just like Jonah, even when I'm not doing your will, send that big fish to swallow me and take me to where I'm supposed to be. Many a times, the challenges we are going through are a pointer to the fact that God is saying, you are not supposed to be doing this. Let's begin to pray and ask the Lord for mercy. That Lord, perhaps in any way that I've shown disobedience, Father, I am asking for your mercy. That 
Lord as a repentant child, the Bible said that a broken and a contrite heart, the Lord will not detest. That Lord, I come before your presence today broken. I come before your presence today in submission to your will. That I am not here to do my will, but your will, O Lord. Just like Jesus who said that take this cup away from me, but not my will, O Lord, but your will and your will alone be done. That Lord, in the name of Jesus, in any way, shape or form, that we may have gone contrary to your will, Father, we are asking for mercy. Lord, we are asking for mercy. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit. The scripture says that he is our comforter, is our helper. Begin to ask him that Holy Spirit, I renew my partnership with you today. There are times when your voice I have chosen to neglect. But Lord, in your mercy, I renew my partnership with the Holy Spirit. That as you speak to my ears, grant me the grace to obey. Paul was saying that it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask, O oh God, that Lord, you will stir us up to the place of obedience. Just like Esther, who said, if I perish, I perish. That Lord, O oh God in heaven, we abandon our self-esteem. What people will say, what people will think. And Lord, you would grant us the grace to obey. Because the Bible said that indeed, that obedience is better than sacrifice. Therefore, Father, Lord, the God in heaven, we are asking that, Lord, you would release that grace on us, O God. You would release that grace of obedience on us, O God. That, Lord, O God in heaven, we would walk into the liberty that you have obtained for us on the cross of Calvary. That your name and your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name. Finally. You cannot enjoy liberty until you accept Jesus as the Lord and the Savior of your life. The essence of salvation is for deliverance. The essence that we believe and confess in Jesus is that as a result of that confession, we are engrafted into the love of God, into the family of the faith. So perhaps you are here this afternoon you are here you are yet to acknowledge his lordship you are here to yet to surrender to his lordship or perhaps you started in god before and you lost your way the bible said that indeed i knock on the door it says if any man will open it said i will come and i will stop with him why don't you say with me this hour and say lord jesus say have mercy on me say forgive me of my sins cleanse me with your blood grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation even as i confess you as the lord and the savior of my life gracious father in heaven i thank you for everyone who has heard my voice today those who are on ground and those who are online that Lord, O oh God in heaven, the Bible said that indeed that no one you will otherwise cast out. That Father, I pray, O oh God, that let today be that day of mercy. Let today be that day of mercy. Just like the word said that thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. 
it says for the set time to favor her has come lord i pray oh god that everything we need to do in alignment and obedience to your will father you will grant unto us in the name of jesus that perhaps anyone is under the negative influence of satanic voices lord your word said that the voice of a stranger they will by no means follow lord i pray that you will preserve the swans in the name of jesus that they would only hear the voice of the good shepherd oh god and that lord you will lead us into green pastures and that your name be glorified oh god thank you almighty god in heaven in jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed amen and amen praise the lord